This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we bring you the right news on the right side with the right guys. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Josh Hammer. Welcome back. Another edition of Right Guys Podcast. We're both here. It's great. I know. It's awesome. Josh, you were you were busy doing some John Wick training last week. I was. How'd that go? It was good. Uh, I cannot make the claim that I am John Wick or anything like John Wick yet, but I will say that it. If you've never tried to protect yourself against somebody who's trying to violently stab you while you're trying to draw a gun and, and protect yourself, you, it's going to blow your mind, man. But uh, a lot of good stuff. I'm at level two point five with integrated defense strategies now, so it. Uh, you know, I'm just a couple steps away from being to a point where one could do say like you know third party protection services and stuff like that and it's, it's been a yeah. total blast so you're not john wick yet but no, um close like if we were to borrow like karate kid analogy mm-hmm. you're daniel Larusso. if you're ralph mm-hmm. macchio mm-hmm. you're not quite wax on wax off no you're, you're not quite all valley champion yet not but yet you're, but you're like kicking the kid's ass at the school dance like that stage yeah, yeah, I'm at that point where I feel more like the fly that Mr. Like Daniel Sun catches with the the chopsticks. That's how I feel most days, right? That's 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 generally me. Yeah. I'm not a Mr. Miyagi yet. Todd Fossey's actually the Mr. Miyagi, and so is John Hallett. He's my he's my coach and yeah. mentor there over at RMSDF. So it, it was a lot of fun, and it um, you know what was the irony of me training a bunch of gun stuff and you having to go live right away with New Mexico government, like the New yeah. Mexico. What are we just getting rid of the the Constitution? We're we throwing the Bill of Rights out the window. I mean, no, no rights absolute anymore. Yeah, we talked about it, but I, I want to get your take on it. We're going to get into the impeachment stuff. Yeah. Um. So make sure everyone you hit that share button, click, give us a thumbs up, um, subscribe if you haven't already. We're going to get into the impeachment stuff, but this kind of falls into the same vein because it's elected officials flagrantly, unapologetically breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And not being prosecuted for it. I want to get your take on it. What 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 was your takeaway as you're seeing this news come down the pike? The first thing I thought was is that she based it on a health emergency. I don't know when is the last time we had a health emergency where suddenly rights were starting to be just thrown out the window. And the one that comes to mind that's closest would be COVID, right? And it made me think that COVID was kind of a test to see what people would be willing to give up. Because yeah. It's easy to do. I mean, uh, we saw a bunch of people uh, suppressing um, uh, just, you know, social media giants being forced to do things. I, I, I Let me show you this one here. I, I was looking at this one. We, we talked about this stuff before we even hit the air. But, yeah, man, we. Uh, look at this. I'm going to show this one with you here. The Biden administration coerced social media giants into possible free speech violations, according to a court. And this this is coming from USA Today. And you know what side of the aisle they're on 99% of the time, right? Yeah. But the federal government was forcing social media giants to to remove like remove messaging, suppress yeah. people, have the algorithm get rid of free speech. That is in direct violation of the First Amendment, man. It, it is yeah. like they have crumpled it up threw it away and it was okay but it was and the reason it's okay is because because covid health health is so important i mean it it, i I always hate going back to the nazis with this but the nazis used health records as the main reason to go after everything and everybody right yeah reductum hitler whatever it is that you love to say well it's reductio ad hitlerum and it's it's fair to say oh well don't call everyone hitler until you're living in a society where the elected officials are trying to suspend the second amendment 
Right? I mean, like, yeah, it's it, at some point, reductio ad Hitlerum is fair game when you're living under literal tyrants, literal mm-hmm. despots, right? It's not a logical fallacy in that sense to call the spade the spade. It's interesting that you mentioned that it's the health side of it because mm-hmm. for years, Democrats have, have fought so hard to allow the CDC to investigate gun violence as a health epidemic. And that was banned because the CDC actually got caught using public dollars to advocate for gun control. So Congress many years ago suspended the CDC's ability to investigate gun violence. That changed a couple years ago when Democrats controlled the House. They restored that funding so the CDC could start investigating gun violence again. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, we start getting these studies now where I don't know if you had a chance to watch the episode that I put out. Um, but they fabricate the numbers. They claim that gun violence is is the leading cause of death for children and teenagers, ignoring the fact that they exclude babies from that number. Apparently, babies aren't kids anymore. And yeah. they add 18 and 19-year-old adults. So they need the 18 and 19-year-old adults to add the firearm crimes, and yeah. they get rid of the babies to remove the um, like the gestational issues, the, the chromosomal anomalies, mm-hmm. the other cause of informality. So they have to really massage those numbers. They're cooking the books. But Mm -hmm. the seed that's that that's a CDC study, right? That's a federal government study. And that's why when when we were at Conservative Daily, I fought so hard. I don't know if they're still fighting for this, but we fought so hard to stop the CDC from having this ability because it's one of those situations where if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. And lo and behold, now we have a governor of New Mexico declaring that a health emergency. And I don't know if you had a chance to see it, um, but she um, she did an interview. She did an interview with uh, CNN. I'm going to see mm-hmm. if I can pull this up. Governor, the Constitution oh. of the... Of- let, me, let me set up. I didn't think yeah, it was automatically yeah, yeah. going to play. CNN's actually giving her a hard time saying, well, where's your right? Where is this found? And she's just saying, well, I think the right exists, so therefore it does. She's not actually citing anything. Let's go ahead and uh, and listen to this. Also, have Governor the Constitution Ugh. of the of New Mexico and the Constitution of the United States, and you're an attorney. Do you think you're on solid constitutional ground here? Well, um, we're going to see. I mean, look, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I had the right. I have the but right. Where is the right? Where is the In right? The state of where is it? You know, it's bad when CNN uh-huh. is challenging. Where is the right? Where is the right? Yeah. Imagine how hard it be how hard it had to be for that producer in her earwig to mm-hmm. say, no, push, push. Push, yeah. Challenger. It must, that must have been hell. Or hilarious at the same time. I mean, I've been producer before where I'm yelling in your ear. It's like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 go yeah, for it, go yeah, for it, go yeah. for it. Yeah, go for it. Get, get the blood, finish yeah. him. So it's like Mortal Kombat, finish him. Finish him. <laughs> so do you think it's any, uh, do you think it's strange then that the Dems have put for, for decades now have been trying to push healthcare to be under the control of government. Yeah. Because that sounds like a two pronged attack there, right? Make gun violence, a health issue, take over healthcare. There's nothing you wouldn't be able to stop or do, right? They would start giving themselves authorities they didn't have. Yeah. And then watching CNN actually realize that you have no authority to do this and question somebody. We're talking about the old school Clinton news network, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why we called it that back in the nineties. Yeah. It's been on such a liberal side. Even they're kind of sitting there thinking, whoa, 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 where's this stuff, right? I mean, first you go after the second. I mean, they were going after the first amendment. I mean, we know they're doing it. And it's 
And then the, the word that she used was it's not an absolute right, not absolute. As far as I was aware, I thought all of my rights are more than absolute. They're God given and not taken away or granted by man. Yeah. That's where I'm at on that one. It wasn't and, just that. She also said that her oath of office wasn't absolute. Which was why take it at all. That was a stunner. That was a stunner. It's like, oh, I gave the oath of office, but I crossed my fingers and fingers put it behind my back. I so I, I don't have it. to li- you don't have to listen. Uh, I, I don't mean it. it's like John it. Fetterman. Did you see that interview? He's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> He gave he gave an interview, uh, well not interview, uh, answered questions from questions, a reporter yeah. about the impeachment. He's like, "Oh no!" It's like he's a child. I mean, yeah. that we're dealing with with children who children. have been allowed to wield this power. Dangerous um, children who've been wielding dad's you know pistol for no you know without at pure recklessness. Yeah, I don't like yeah. to use that analogy, but you get the no, idea, no, no, right? No, it's I, just I, ready to go off and explode. That's why all my guns are locked up. Absolutely, all my guns are locked up. Um, it's, just, it's, it's 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 too you can't have kids around guns. No. Um, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because go ahead. she sat at this table, and I made an issue of this in the emergency podcast a couple of days ago. That when she's sitting at a table, let me see if I can find the image. Um, when she's sitting at a t- at the table, and all these people are around her, I argued that that was a conspiracy against rights, which is the exact crime that jack smith has charged donald trump with trump with yeah abusing your power mm, when two or more mm, people mm. meet and conspire to to basically violate someone's rights mm-hmm. irony of all ironies is that's the crime that donald trump has been charged with shouldn't be it's not this is a legitimate conspiracy against rights mm-hmm. and what you saw in the next 24 to 48 hours after that is all those people at the table mm-hmm. walk it back and say oh no i don't support this so it's almost yeah. like they're claiming they got conned into the press release, the press conference. But you have the uh, county sheriff uh, in the county, I yeah. forget the, the name of it, around yeah. uh, Albuquerque saying they won't enforce this. You have the uh, Albuquerque police chief won't enforce mm-hmm. it. You have the district attorney for attorney. that county saying they won't enforce this. You have the attorney general for the state of New Mexico, Mexico saying they will not enforce this. So you have prosecutors and you have law enforcement all saying they will not enforce this order because it is unlawful and unconstitutional they are the very people tasked with arresting government officials who violate people's rights so how can we live in a world where all of the law enforcement off uh, officials who have the power to arrest someone for this have all mm-hmm. said oh this is unconstitutional they won't enforce it but they also won't arrest her right I, that's what I was thinking. As a client, has this reached the level of where you have to arrest your governor and, and put them behind bars? I mean, and, and if that's the case, you know, the lieutenant, I don't know what their laws are, but most likely the lieutenant governor, governor takes over unless there's a pardon that's handed out. But I mean, this rises to the level of, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't think it's yeah. sedition. And, and it's a weird, it's not, it's not sedition. It's, no. it's, it's, it's a crime against rights, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a crime against rights. And, Ironically, she's the one who signed into law the New Mexico Civil Rights Act, which eliminates qualified immunity for government officials. So she can't hide behind her office and say, oh, well, I was just doing this as governor. She And what we saw is actually, I believe it was FPC, Firearm Policy Center, um, Firearm Policy Coalition, FPC. Mm-hmm. They sued her. And in their lawsuit, I was reading it. I was, I was happily surprised. They're suing her really? in her individual capacity and her official capacity. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and they're asking for monetary damages. So that's where this gets messy. If yeah. you if you were to get every single concealed carry permit holder in the city of Albuquerque to sue her in her individual capacity for deprivation of rights, 
That's where it can get very, very costly. Whether yeah. we get there, I don't know. But um, they're claiming that she has to be impeached. Well, some people are saying there's no impeachment. There is impeachment. It's in the New Mexico state constitution. Mm-hmm. But then you get into a really uncomfortable position where, okay, if impeachment is the only way to remove a tyrannical governor and the state legislature is only in session from like January to like springtime, mm-hmm. that's when they're in session. Are we led to believe that a governor is allowed to run roughshod over the constitution for two thirds of the year? The year. And there's nothing you can do about it? Well, then it would be uh, pressed upon the attorney general to enforce yeah. the sheriff to come in and make the arrest, right? I mean, that would... But there are people arguing that the only solution is impeachment. Well, if the, se- if the legislature's out of session, right, and the governor yeah. has to call them back into session, she's not going to call them into session for no. impeachment. So there has to be another mechanism to deal with a tyrannical governor. You can't just say, oh, the, the legislature has a couple months a year to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're out of session. You got to wait. Got to wait another four months. Um, that's unsustainable. Yeah. Right. That's completely unsustainable. Because by then, I mean, there's no telling how much damage one could do in that small amount of time or to yeah. go after your political enemies and get them locked up. So you can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has tyranny written all over. And at what point did government start thinking that our rights were an absolute? I mean, yeah. Why? When? When did when did suddenly, you know, we were able to just suspend the Constitution when it was politically inconvenient or, or health inconvenient right it, it like when did this thinking start i was trying to go back thinking when this really hit i couldn't I, even in the 90s well, during clinton i mean I, you got one for me oh, i gotta send you a copy oh. of my book i gotta send you a copy of my book service guide to winning every gun control argument uh, a little little self-promotion I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a copy yeah um, sign because, copy please yeah, yeah i'll send you a copy because um it's in there and so you had two different under you had an old understanding of the Second Amendment, which was that it was a collective right, and this understanding that when it says the right of the people, it actually meant the militia, which means the National Guard. That's how it used to be interpreted. Mm. So you have like big court cases like U.S. v. Miller dealing with uh, short-barreled rifles, mm. um, SBRs, SBS, short-barreled shotguns, machine guns, things like that. Mm. And you had the court uphold those restrictions by saying that the Second Amendment only protects your right as a militiaman, and short-barreled rifles aren't useful in militia service, even though they were. Really weird case yeah. because the the uh, defendant in that case, the, the criminal who had the SBS, died. Um, so he wasn't alive. And his lawyer didn't show up to oral arguments. You've told because, me that. So it, it, was, it was an ex parte hearing where it was just the governor with the Supreme Court making their argument, no one to go up against it. Um, so fast forward to you to Heller versus DC 2008 Heller McDonald um, McDonald versus Chicago and then you have obviously New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v Bruin the true understanding of the Constitution that the right of the people means the right of the people mm-hmm. and that you can't have a militia unless there are people and the people have to be armed in order for them to form a militia so you have the right to individually own guns after that Heller decision you start seeing this this uh transition towards okay well you have an individual right but it's not absolute and that was because in order to and i write about this in the book in order to pass the heller decision in order to get that five vote majority they needed justice kennedy and justice kennedy wouldn't go along with scalia's writings unless scalia put in there that this is not an absolute right that you don't have a right to a machine gun yada 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 um that they put that language in there to get the fifth vote 
Um, so that's where this all started really snowballing. They didn't have a need to say it wasn't it wasn't unlimited because it wasn't an individual right. It was only when it became individual right in 2008. It was, was recognized as an individual right in 2008 mm -hmm. that they started this. Um, sorry, put my take my little history professor hat off. Oh, I, I'm just going to listen because I, I know you put in the time and research, especially in that book. That's, that's kind of why I teed you up a little there. But it, it, it just it drives me crazy. I mean, revolutions start for less, Max. And the, and the real question is, like, take guns out of it. Mm -hmm. Imagine this has nothing to do with guns. Mm -hmm. The governor of, the, of a state gets up there in front of the microphone and says, because I think there's an emergency and nothing else, I just think there's an emergency, you no longer have the right to a speedy trial for 30 days. Mm -hmm. You no longer have a right to a trial before a jury of your peers for the next mm -hmm. 30 days. You no longer have the right to petition your government for a redress of grievances. You no longer have the right to go to church. Any other right. Like, you no longer have the right to slam your door in our face if we want to put troops in your home. Yeah. Right? Third Amendment. The Works. pesky Third Amendment. Apply to any other right. And it's obviously ludicrous. Mm -hmm. The only time that they argue that it's fair game is when guns are involved. Yeah. And so I tell people, take a step back and imagine it's any other right. If you'd be pissed off, if it's any other right, you should be pissed off now. Absolutely. Here's the other side of it, is that there were people celebrating this. There were people on board, right? There yeah. were people happy about yeah. this. And their their ignorance, or their stupidity. Democrat or, or, Party or, Twitter accounts. Or vitriol, you know, whatever they have for it, they supported it. I mean, what kind of dangerous world will we start living in when we've got people supporting the, you know, the right to take away your rights on stuff and they'll, they'll happily do it we've seen the left do it left and right man it, it just it happens all the time but i just it makes me sick to my stomach that someone's out there sitting clapping their hands saying yeah this is what we need this is what we've wanted for so long this is our way to get gun control it's, it's not just, just gun it's control gross. they want the government to hold a monopoly on the use of force and they believe that they will always hold power and always be able to to wield that mm -hmm. force. So it's not just that they want to disarm you. They want government to be able to put its boot on your neck. Right? And I agree. the scary the, not the scary part the 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 almost humorous part of this is that the people who are advocating this if they actually got what they want, which would be if they attempt real civilian disarmament, it would lead to civil war. It would lead Absolutely. to like like violence. The very people shouting and demanding this the most would be the first to die. Does that make sense? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, because once the, the boot of the government comes down, right, they'll go after the people they know that they have no ways of protecting themselves. Not even that, uh, that too. But I mean, like the most unarmed voting block in America goes off, goes up against the most heavily armed voting block in, in history. world history. Yeah. Right. Who walks away from that fight? Who walks like you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Nobody's coming uh, out clean. I mean, it's like a knife four, that cuts both There's four hundred million guns in civilian hands. Like for every ten guns on planet Earth, four of them are owned by American civilians. God, I love this country. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I've been trying to tell these gun grabbers this: like, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. get it. Like, you look at what they're doing with January sixth. They're like, oh my, oh my goodness, this was. Just as bad as 9-11, which obviously not, but not they weren't armed. There were a couple of people, I think, who had like tasers and stuff. Yeah. 
if the most heavily armed voting bloc in world history wanted to take over the government, they wouldn't show up with grandparents, Mm -hmm. everyone disarmed, and a couple of stun guns. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Right. How many people were praying on the on the house floor when they were in there? Could they have shown up with guns and and picked them everybody up, set them outside, burn the building down? Could they have done that? They absolutely could have. But we had such respect for what we've created. We didn't. Everyone's talking about how awful everyone was during their January 6th. And I, I just take the argument about how amazing everybody was. The ones that were, were actually there, not plants, probably allegedly by the FBI or whoever it may be. But there were people there praying and hoping and they were they were resisting in a peaceful way. It was a peaceful resistance, really. Wait until that changes. Wait until you get people to the point where they're like no longer wanting to resist peacefully. What do you think you're going to run into? What is that immovable object going to look like when it happens? The first, it's not going to be pretty. Apparently, the first revolutionary effort, according to the left, where everyone involved stayed inside the velvet ropes. <laughs> that doesn't match. This looks like people waiting their turn. I know at they're the killing DMV. up. They're killing up. Like oh. this is scary. Let's go to the, the Minnesota uh, pictures where they're setting uh, buildings on fire. Let's yeah, go to let's yeah. go to Washington State. Let's go to Oregon yeah. where they were trying to set the, the courthouses on fire. Yeah. Yeah, and no, this it, is this is this is the scary January sixth stuff. I think the whole January sixth prosecution stuff is a joke. The only people we should be looking for is, is some of those individuals that were were taking the fences down, people that were facilitating these these, these large pushes. There were there were there were there was plants there, man, and I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. Did you see the Infowars guy? Uh, uh, Troyer. He just got uh, sentenced ninety days in jail. I think is what they Six, gave him. Sixty, or 90 days. Days. 60 days. Sixty days. And he was. He didn't go in the Capitol. No. He was in D.C. telling people not to go in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Telling people not to go in. But the government argued that because he had encouraged people to go there, he had fomented it. So even though the evidence showed him saying, don't go in, don't go Mm -hmm. in, don't go in, he was sentenced because of his speech outrage over the election encouraging people to protest legally and that's why he's going to pr- to prisoner jail for for two months this is the most bullshit mental gymnastics but i've Ray-Ups ever is heard Rayups is free Rayups yeah. is free and he you know he's at what point if i want to go and i want to go um protest something now and the government says just the act of me going there is a reason for insurrection or whatever the crime may be, then really I have no right to peacefully assemble him. Just yeah. because the act of me going there means that I've committed a crime, that I no longer have the right to peacefully assemble. Again, the government telling you that you have no rights. That, that's it's not absolute. Right, they, they chip away at everyone. And the most important one is one and two, right? Mm-hmm. The right to say what you want. Sorry, I'm, I'm just in the I'm Second just Amendment, right? I'm something. just getting pissed. I, for a moment there, I was thinking to myself, uh, "Freedom of religion is in the first, <laughs> in the first I thought." But again, here I am trying to talk like I know what I'm talking it's, about. It's um, no, you're right. Their their goal is to make you fearful. And everything you the, do, I don't want to put this guy on blast. Yeah. But um, there was a guy who was telling people not to protest. Don't go to the protest in New Mexico. That it's a trap. Yeah, um, I, I won't pull it up. But there are a couple people on Twitter who were doing that. Yep. And like I understand how they could think that, right? But we're in use it or lose it territory. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't defend yourself and fight for your rights, you're going to lose your rights. But that's the ultimate goal of all of this, to make you so afraid that you don't protest anymore. Right. And then be afraid of the system coming after you and everything you own. I mean, they can take cash. They take your home. They take your car. They'll, they'll, they'll impound everything. They're going to make you so fearful of the government that you you work for the government. Now they don't work for you. They own you. This is like a modern day form of slavery, right? It's it's it's, it's going to turn into such a thing if it's not there already. You know, one would even yeah. argue that the IRS right now with all their new armed agents making sure that you pay your taxes because they know the moment we decide to stop yeah. paying our taxes, it's on, right? And that's really what I think people should do. Just let's take a day and have a mor- moratorium on federal taxes and send them a message. You're not getting another dime from us because not only are we sending them everything, they're spilling it, spending what extra trillion dollars a month now. I don't even know what it's at. Yeah. Stop yeah. paying taxes. I mean, Max, I, I, I get so angry, and I just want <clears throat> you, have, you have every right to be angry. Every right to be angry because you see that government is being weaponized against the people, but the the actual criminals who should be getting arrested aren't. Mm-hmm. Like he had that illegal alien in Pennsylvania who just got apprehended. Um, did you hear Joe Biden say anything about that? Not a peep. No, not a peep. And like, no comment though on Hawaii. Yeah, no, I get that at least. But all of the government's efforts seem to be going after us, right? Mm -hmm. Going after innocent people, people who are just frustrated, fed up, want to be left alone. Meanwhile, the actual criminals like Joe Biden himself Mm. are not prosecuted, not being investigated. And to, to, to segue into it, we have this impeachment inquiry, which Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. got dragged, kicking and screaming and forced to announce. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what happens when, when you have the Freedom Caucus controlling whether or not he gets removed. Impeachment inquiry. You have Democrats now out there trying to rewrite history and claim that there is no evidence whatsoever. Um, this one is uh, <laughs> Brian Krasenstein. I asked if you knew who the Krasenstein brothers were. They're just mm-hmm. Democrat operatives. They're on Twitter. They post these um, these tweets. Um, you actually see it gets five hundred and eleven thousand views, seventeen hundred comments. Good. So, yeah. so they get they get good exposure. Sure. And it's two of them. So they're they're forcing this garbage down your throats. And this is what he wrote. Just remember that quote. Just remember that House Republicans are looking to impeach Biden based on one significant piece of evidence: the fact that he mentioned on live television that the Obama admin withhold a loan guarantee to Ukraine until they fired the corrupt prosecutor, Victor Shokin. He's lying. He's lying all the way. But some of them, some of the left aren't even being this semi-honest. They're saying there's no evidence that there's no evidence whatsoever, whatsoever that Joe Biden is guilty of a crime. Two things. First of all, there is. <laughs> but second of all, this is an impeachment inquiry, not an impeachment actual vote, impeachment trial, right? Mm-hmm. Impeachment uh, conviction. So if you think of impeachment, the impeachment process in the House of Representatives, think of it like a law enforcement exercise. Impeachment is the grand jury deciding whether or not someone should be charged. Then it goes to the Senate for a conviction. That's the actual trial. Mm-hmm. Prior to the grand jury, you have the investigation. Mm-hmm. That is what the impeachment inquiry is. So when you have all these Democrats saying there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, not true, but the whole purpose of the inquiry is to look into the evidence we already have, look further than that, mm-hmm. and see if there's enough evidence to recommend actual impeachment charges. Yes. 
And as far as I know, it, there's tons of evidence and more and more coming out every single day. I mean, what Joe Biden was doing was nothing compared to that homebrew server that um, Clinton had. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. about being able to utilize the, the very pillars of government to to promote yourself as a, a commodity and selling yourself as a brand. I mean, talk about a slap in the face to the honor of the United States when somebody thinks that you're just a tool to make the money. Yeah. And that that's what the Bidens are doing and have done and will continue to do unless they're stopped. One one thing I enjoyed was you're starting to see some congressmen when they're asked, Republican congressmen, when they're asked about this and asked, um, so what evidence is there? You're, the prosecutors, the, the people in Congress who have uh, have a, a work history as prosecutor, as an attorney, you're seeing them making a case that you'd see from a prosecutor or at least mm. see from an investigator. I, I'm surprised they haven't mentioned it earlier, but one of the – I'll, I'll see if I can grab it. One of the congressmen said, well, Joe Biden's house is far too expensive for someone who is a public servant. And he has other sources of income. He has book deals, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But it seems like he's living far too lavishly for someone who even in his official capacity is only is only making a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, in a, an investigation, like a, in a tax crimes investigation, if mm-hmm. they suspected that you were uh, not paying your taxes, right, or you were illegally gaining money that you weren't reporting, they would look at your tax return and they look at your holdings. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have a mansion on the beach worth mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars, but you're but you're collecting um, food stamps, <laughs> yeah, they they're, they're, they say that that doesn't add up, and that's not enough to get a conviction, but it's enough to say you have probable cause that something is going on. Something's something fishy should be investigated. Right. There was a great episode of Sopranos where Tony Soprano was work, like he was going to lose his job. He was going to lose his W-2 and he had all this stuff, but he had no way to prove that he was making all this money. And that's why it was so important. That's where we're sitting at here. You've got like this guy acting like a gangster who's using the federal government as his his reason for saying he's got all this cash and a few book deals. I mean, that stuff does happen, but he's got he's got millions, man. They're, they're, I mean, there's there's stuff there that's that's just well beyond what I. Like, all the money he's earned in public service. And I, I would be curious, you know, if you were to tally up what he should have made for just, just the public service, not anything else, where that would land him. A couple million bucks, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. But he's and living not in even, a... And it's not even like Mitch McConnell, where his wife is like uh, um, an heiress, like a multimillionaire, comes from a family mm, that controls yeah. American ports. It's not even that. Joe Biden's wife teaches at a community college. Yeah. Like, I don't want to discredit someone. She has a doctorate in education. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? But you don't make enough money to have, like, four houses <laughs> on that income. You just don't. Go, and go. so it doesn't add up. It, it justifies looking into it. And I'm glad that the House of Representatives, the Republicans, are saying that this is not evidence of a crime, but it is probable cause to look a little bit deeper that this doesn't add up. And we know that Hunter Biden has already been um, charged with tax crimes. Mm-hmm. They tried to sweep that under the rug. Hunter Biden's tax crimes are Joe Biden's tax crimes because 50% of Hunter Biden's salary, as we'll cover in a second, went to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's stocks that he was holding in his endeavors, 10% were actually being held for the big guy. Gosh, it so just I- sounds like a, it sounds like a gangster movie. Like you were laying out the plot Rico! for a movie, right? It's Rico all the way. You, you, you've got a group of people and if, 
you know, you were to get rid of some of them, the, the organization should still stay there. They're their small criminal organization, right? But there's a whole group of people that were, were, were sitting there making money, leveraging the United States and the office of the presidency, the vice presidency to make things happen, man, to enrich themselves. I mean, that's just not illegal. That's disgusting. I mean, that is a slap in the face of every person who's voted for him, every person who didn't vote for him, every American citizen. If I was a Democrat, I would be so angry right now. I'd be asking myself, why would I have voted for that? Why would I be want to be associated with that? If I was in their shoes and that happened to me, I'd go to jail if I were caught, yeah. right? And I, I wouldn't be able to afford the lawyers or my fancy Corvette in the garage where there's all those 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 secrets just sitting in there. Classified documents just sitting next to you know the the, the, the oil drum. <laughs> oh, don't for worry my, for the vet. Don't worry, they were safeguarded by a single pane glass window. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's but a, weren't Trumps in a room in a secure yeah, safe yeah, in a like yeah. another room that was also secure yeah. where there were people watching it and cameras and all of his security. So, cause he was kind of a, a paranoid guy to begin with about security yeah. before he even became president. But you know, it's yeah. okay. Just, just put it next to that stuff over there. Put it next to my golf clubs. Well, whatever that is. I don't know. Well, you mentioned that if this happened to you, you'd be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. I don't think this would happen to you. I mean, maybe one day, but the crime that I have zeroed in on mm -hmm. is 18 USC section 208 which is it's in, in the U.S. code as acts affecting a personal financial interest. So just because not, that's how they make money, right? Like the, yes. you're making money off something, right? Okay. So basically you are in a position of public trust and you are using your power in government to personally enrich yourself or your family. Mm, so I'll read familiar. this for all the audio edition, 18 U.S.C. section 208. Quote, except as permitted by subsection B, whoever being an officer or employee of the executive branch of the U.S. government or any independent agency of the U.S. Federal Reserve, yada, 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 including special government employee, participates personally and substantially as a government officer employee through decision, approval, disapproval, recommendation, the rendering of advice, investigation, or otherwise in a judicial yada, 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 um, uh, or any particular matter to his knowledge, he, his spouse, minor child, general partner, organization in which he is serving as an officer, director, trustee, general partner, employee, or any person or organization with whom he is negotiating or has any arrangement concerning prospective employment, has a financial interest, shall be subject to the penalties set forth in Section 216 of this title, which is a one-year in prison. So this is a situation of... I mean, a lot of this doesn't matter, like the Federal Reserve, yada, all that doesn't doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. But in order for it to be a violation of this code, he has to be using his power in office to better himself, his spouse, a minor child, mm -hmm. general partner or organization. Now, the so, reason that yeah. it says minor child is that the way politics work, there are political families, there are adult children. It's not unreasonable for an adult children to benefit from something that a politician does right mm -hmm. so like if if hillary clinton does something that helps chelsea clinton um they don't typically that doesn't typically fall under this sure but the exception is when there's an arrangement a negotiation a profit sharing situation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can see that the way they set this up was okay i'll help hunter biden and I wouldn't fall under this statute because he's not a minor child anymore. Mm -hmm. What they weren't counting on was Hunter Biden's being so high on crack 
that he forgot to pick up his laptop from a Del- Delaware laptop repair company. Mm-hmm. That laptop repair company sent it to Rudy Giuliani. All of his texts and emails got saved. Mm-hmm. And we know that there was a secret arrangement, a secret arrangement for Joe Biden to be paid half of Hunter Biden's salary. Salary, yep. Half of it. And here is the text. Make this that bigger for me. This is between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And this is, sorry, between Hunter and Naomi. This is Hunter texting. Really, I did just that. Really, I did just that you figure out from this semester on and the rest of her life how to figure out how you can support yourself. I never give you another dime again. If you want to go to pop, that's fine. I love you, but you never fight for even what is best for your sister. Find an apartment with Peter by next week and send me the keys and leave all of my furniture and art. I love you all but I don't receive any respect and that's fine, I guess. Works for you apparently. I hope you you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. We, we you showed me this once a while ago when the laptop from hell dropped and it wasn't quote unquote real. And it, if that's not like starting of a smoking gun evidence, right? I mean, we were just talking about earlier how the Times, I think it was the Times, put out a, a story that's backtracking. They used to say there's no evidence with Joe Biden that he was involved. Now there's no hard evidence, right? I mean, I don't even know legally what hard and soft evidence would be. I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's just a buzzword the paper's using. Well, there's direct him. evidence. There's circumstantial evidence. Right. But both of it's still evidence, right? Right. It's you still evidence. Have, you can have a mountain of circumstantial evidence and get a conviction without mm-hmm. any direct evidence. And that, and I mean, that's where we're sitting on. We're we're seeing evidence that's been two years old. We're seeing new evidence. We're getting new evidence all the time, and people are still wanting to slow walk this. And I, I that's some sort of crazy protection they're getting. There's there's some sort of slow slow walking going on here just to protect the Biden family. And, and it's I, I don't know how to interpret this. I mean, if anybody else did the same thing, you know, we we we'd be like anybody that was in the Gambino crime family. They got popped, right? I and mean, there's no difference, except yeah. maybe the Gambinos were probably had more honor. Would be my guess. And just to because... be clear, this is not me saying this. This is Hunter Biden saying this to Naomi Biden, mm-hmm. complaining that he has had to pay for everything in the family for 30 years and that Pop, Joe Biden, has forced him to give over half of his salary. Don't worry, I won't make you do what, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. That is a smoking gun because mm-hmm. when you have the crimes... We have the indictments that have been brought against Hunter Biden that he didn't pay his taxes. Well, that tells me he had unlawful gains, right? He had gains he didn't want to report. Well, if you know that half of half of these unlawful gains, the reason you don't report them is if you're giving half of them, you have to explain where that half went. Yeah. So, yeah, if you get a million dollars and you just gave Joe Biden half half a million dollars, you can't explain that. So you don't report the million dollars, Right. Well, how do I pay my taxes on that too? Like, if I get money that's not there, is that tax evasion on top of this other yeah, coercion that's, stuff? That, that's tax. That, that's tax evasion on Hunter Biden. If Joe Biden didn't report it, that's tax evasion on his side. On him. And that's why it was so frustrating when we saw that they were going to sweep the tax crimes under the rug. Right. And they were going to give him this get out of jail free that any crime committed connecting to the tax crime for anyone can't be prosecuted. Well, that's that's, that's everybody. That's that's everybody. That'd be Joe. That would be Hunter. That would be anybody. Uh, 
uh, Joe's brother. Uh, what's his? I forget his name. I mean, who who Fra- didn't Frank, 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 Fred, Fred uh, some with an F. So how is how did, how did the family not profit from this? Right. I, I, yeah. How deep did this connection go? I mean, there's a reason they call them crime families because everybody's usually related. James and, and Francis, two brothers. Do you remember uh, when uh, Joe Biden was trying to get that uh, that prosecutor fired in the old Ukraine there? Yeah. And he said things like, well, I made a phone call and son of a bitch, he was fired. We have that video. We um, do. Do we? Let me see if I can. Because that, it. that, oh, I, 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 that sounds like not just, co- I mean, you want to talk about coercion. Well, that let's start with this. Let's start yeah, with this, okay. and then we'll work. We'll we'll play that video, and then we'll work backwards. So you have to go into this video, knowing that Joe Biden is collecting half of his son's salary, that his son is working for a company that Viktor Shokin, a Ukrainian prosecutor, is investigating. Burisma. And Burisma, that company, has already reached out to Hunter and asked him to get involved and get his dad involved. To relieve that pressure. So knowing that, here is the Biden video. I remember going over convincing our team, our <clears throat> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from... Uh, Yatsenyuk, that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference, said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority, you're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion, I'm going to be leaving here, and I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Ooh. So here's here's the problem for Joe Biden. They've always claimed that this was a corrupt prosecutor mm-hmm. and that he just had to go. And even if this did line up with Hunter Biden, and even if it did benefit him in some way, Shokin was corrupt and Ukraine mm-hmm. wasn't doing enough to um to manage that corruption. Well the problem is two months before this happened, there was a big email chain, big email chain within government where they concluded right here. It's a little hard to read, but I'll read it. Ukraine has made sufficient progress on its reform agenda to justify a third loan guarantee. So it was the position of the United States government that Ukraine had made enough progress. Not that they were completely done with corruption, but they had made enough of a progress to get that loan guarantee. You have Joe Biden coming in there saying, and, and Joe Biden comes in there and says, oh, no, actually, you need to do more. Mm-hmm. So this didn't come from the, the paid analysts within the State Department, within all these agencies, within DOJ, within all, I mean, every agency is listed here. This didn't come from them. This came from Joe Biden. And mm-hmm. more specifically, it came from Hunter Biden. And I want to scroll and get this timeline because the House um, Oversight Committee has put together a very good timeline very good on timeline. this. Uh, of how to actually um, how to actually paint this whole picture together. And here we go. You talk. Well, quickly, which if 
the 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 paid suits who got that ready saying that they were ready to take that money and Joe Biden puts a stop on it he was therefore using the power of government to enrich himself and his son i mean that that statement right there could get some people in really hot water that's just where i want to leave on that one cuz he, he admits yeah. it so you you got what you need to know is that happened on december 7th 2015 that video we just watched was on december 7th 2015 now, the argument that this was, oh, this was just the policy of the government, that goes away because I showed you that document where they said they've made sufficient progress. What changed? What got Joe Biden to decide that Ukraine needed to do more? Well, the answer for that is that Burisma, right here on December 4th, three days mm-hmm. earlier, uh, Zlovchevsky and Pozharsky complained in an email to Hunter Biden about the government pressures that they and Burisma were facing and urged Hunter Biden to call the vice president of the United States to have him intervene to help them. And we have that in testimony from Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden's friend who testified. He has testified that this email happened. We know we have the emails. We know that this happened. So you you have Burisma and Burisma's executives emailing Hunter Biden on December 4th, demanding that that this prosecutor be fired, that the pressures be eliminated. And then just three days later, three days later, you have this. Joe Biden demanding. So that video wasn't on the 7th. That video was describing the events that took place on the 7th. Mm-hmm. That video was later. Um, it, it's when they say there's no evidence right? You have the vice president departing from the U.S. policy. Mm-hmm. And three days before he does so, you have a paper trail of Hunter Biden being urged. And it's urged, but it's urged by the company that's paying mm-hmm. him 83 grand a month to do nothing. Urged to intervene. And mm-hmm. son of a bitch. He they did it. They did it. I don't know. why. There's something happened there. I don't know what's going on. I love this timeline because... I- Anytime that you want to lay a case for prosecution, you you create a timeline, especially in a RICO case, because it is the number one way to show the progression of actions, right? And I've never seen such a damning timeline as the one you showed me. And and yet, there's still just not enough evidence back. There's there's just nothing hard. There's nothing hard here. It's just just kind of all soft evidence. And some of the latest stuff here that I've seen, some of the headlines is that... uh, now the, the the spin on it is that Joe just loves him so much he just kind of got he just kind of got snowed, right? It wasn't his fault. He just he just got plowed right under the the car there, and that was Hunter's fault. And now they're trying to to make oh. it all Hunter. Oh. And oh, oh, well, what are you saying? What yeah. are you getting? Need fall guy. Yeah, because now you need a fall guy, right? You need somebody to take the blame. It's not going to be the president of the United yeah. States. It's just, it's just not going to. I mean, it's imagine how much. Impressive. Imagine how pissed Hunter must be. Just imagine. Oh yeah. Here he's oh. worked. He's worked so hard. Had to give half of his salary over, and now what does he get for it? He's being prosecuted by his dad's Dad. DOJ and IRS, mm-hmm. and now he's being encouraged to be the fall guy for corruption that he didn't lead off with. I mean, you want to talk about any time that you face a guy, a person like that. I'm an investigator now. I know I've got leverage. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to start asking questions. I want to start making deals, yeah. right? What are those deals going to look like? When Devin Archer went on, I thought he was going to do the same. You know, you've got somebody there admitting things. 
you got a hunter's up against the wall here. He's facing yeah. real, real time, right? And he's facing some real issues. What is that deal going to look like? What is that conversation going to look like? But again, poor Joe. He was just he was snowed by this. He just loves that kid too damn much. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a father's love. Just father's love. Father's love forcing his son to give half of his salary yeah. while while he travels around and and profits off of his own foreign policy. And a criminal enterprise is hard work. I mean, all that hard work. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm sorry, alleged criminal enterprise is it a is. lot of work. And, uh, you know, imagine, like you said, going 30 years, putting all that together and suddenly getting kicked right in the old sack yeah. Yeah. over the whole thing. And that's what this is. I mean, this is like, this is a knife turning sort of, of issue, right? And then you've got all of media sitting there taking the president's side. And the one guy that could, could... um you know, give you the get out of jail free car card. Won't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it just doesn't look good politically well, for the God, God forbid. If, if, if Hunter Biden is prosecuting convicted, God forbid Joe Biden wins reelection. You know that he pardons his son the minute he's a lame duck president. Like, you know that it's already, right? yeah. Yeah. If he loses in November, just recognize he will preemptively pardon his son before any charges have been levied. Unlike Trump, who didn't pardon himself out the door, knowing that they come after him. You'll, you'll see that with Biden. Um, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And the other side of this is it's just, it's not just that Joe Biden is there bragging that he asked for. It. It's not just that we have the paper trail of Burisma to Hunter Biden demanding that he intervene and get Shokin fired. It's not just that we have the paper trail of government officials who themselves said that Ukraine had done enough with corruption to get this loan guarantee. We also have a call between Poroshenko and Biden after the fact in which Poroshenko reiterates that he has gotten the, um, gotten the, the agreement from Shokin to resign and just putting it on the record that this was not done for cause. This was done at the insistence of Joe Biden. And it was done because Ukraine needed the money. Let's listen to this. Here comes. I met meet with the general prosecutor Shokin. Yes. And despite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, he doing something wrong. I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday. I especially asked him to resign. In, uh, as a, his uh, position as a state person. And despite of the fact that he has a support in the power. And as a finish of my meeting with him, he promised me to give me the statement on, on resignation. And one hour ago, he bring me the written uh, statement of his resignation. Great. And this is my second step. This is my second step for keeping my promises. So you have Poroshenko, who I don't think Poroshenko was necessarily a good dude, right? I mean, I think I think if you reach the presidency 
in Ukraine, you you're, you're not you don't have clean hands. Palms, you don't have you don't have clean hands, yeah. right? Uh, that whole part of the world, you don't have clean hands if you reach power. Um, but for him to go out of his way to say, even though we have no evidence that he was corrupt, even though you've provided no evidence that he was corrupt, we've asked for his resignation, even though he has friends in power. We've asked for it because we promised and you've demanded it. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden says, great. Great. So you Talk would about- think if this was a issue of corruption, I mean... It's it's so funny that all of the countries that Hunter Biden is signing these deals around the world, Romania, China, Ukraine, in all those countries, they're the same countries that Joe Biden prioritized to go fight corruption. And it just so happens that the corruption that he wants fought are the enemies of the people paying his son. Right. It's just oh, conveniently. conveniently. Right. It's, it's OK. It happens all the time. But you would think that he would have provided evidence of corruption to the Ukrainians. Like th- there shouldn't have been a position where Poroshenko could say, I have been shown no evidence of this, but we've done it anyway because you've demanded it. If there was evidence, they would have shown it. And if there was mm-hmm. evidence that would have come up in that email that I showed you between all the government agencies, they would have said, okay, hold on. We can't, I mean, just think about that. USA guarantees, unless a prosecutor is fired. Fired? Can you why? imagine that? Can yeah. You imagine I mean, that? It just doesn't make sense. Number one. I mean, why would you even want to be invest, like associated with something like that? A unless... prosecutor? Yeah. A prosecutor. What... They have no influence on that. Other than less, they're going after something that you, you find valuable, right? And you want to make sure that that thing of valuable remains valuable. We withhold, we withhold aid for things like human rights abuses. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get aid unless you stop murdering your civilians. We withhold aid um, for diplomatic reasons. Like, okay, you need to recognize, like we're not going to give you money because you don't recognize that the state of Israel exists, right? There's, al- the, there's always yeah. these things. Like imagine, imagine uh, another country, a situation where another country said, okay, you in the United States, we'll give you money. Huh, that'd be great if we got money. We'll give you money, but in order for you, we will not give you money unless you fire this single district attorney. Like, imagine that. Like, I would be blown away on that side. Like, you, why do you want this person gone? There's so, so many demands. There's so yeah. many demands. When you hold that leverage, you can ask for the moon. Mm-hmm. Imagine demanding that a district attorney, the equivalent, be fired. You don't get a billion dollars unless you fire this district attorney. Well, for the people who need the billion dollars, that's an easy ask. But then you also say, okay, well, there's something up here. Yeah, something stinks. Something's fishy. There's something mm, going on here. mm, You know? And now we're starting to understand why in the house. And still, it just, it's being swept under the rug. I mean, how long do we have before they, they... they can't prosecute this stuff. When does when does the statute of limitations run out for this stuff? You know, how long is that going to take? Are they going to slow walk this and nothing happens? I mean, I still feel like there's going to be some sort of funny business that goes on with this behind the scenes on it all, even though there's been no, you know, they, they took away the sweetheart deal. They've got all this stuff lining up. There, there's there's too much power behind this. I don't know who that power is right now, but there's there's somebody pulling some strings in the background, and they're just going to slow walk this to the point where it either goes away or there's a re-election. Right. Or yeah. statues of limitations right now. I mean, it's the, it's one of the three plays. There's another element to this, though. 
and this is something we just learned about in the last couple weeks. You've seen the reports, Josh, about how Joe Biden was using aliases, faking. Oh, yeah. Send these emails like Hillary Clinton did. Haha. <laughs> uh, fake aliases. And we're told server. that there was nothing wrong with that. Like any like anyone, you have a burner account. I mean, I have a burner account. If I, if I need to uh, sign up first for like I, I have multiple yeah. emails for Twitter because Twitter back in the day would only let you use one email per Twitter account. Um, I have multiple emails. I only use a couple of them. They're claiming that it's a situation like that, and it's a situation for privacy, and that the president needs that privacy. One of, well, then Vice President Joe Biden's aliases was Robert L. Peters, and Robert L. Peters was given a was given an email, a government email, .gov email. Wait, an alias was given a yeah. government email? This wasn't a Gmail. This wasn't it wasn't AOL. This Wait, was keep going, alias. keep going. Uh, Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. He was given a government email. But not only that, not only that, but other government employees knew that this alias existed and knew to email it. Not all the time, only on certain situations. Like, like what kind of certain situations? Well, one of the emails that has come to light has been an email from a government official talking about prepping for a phone call with Poroshenko, president of Ukraine. And it's not sent to Joe Biden, vice president at whitehouse.gov. It is sent to Robert L. Peters. And wow. I shit you not. CC Hunter Biden. I I, I shit you not. They're trying to cover the tracks and they're terrible at it. It's the wrong one. Hold on. I mean, what what a bunch of crap. I mean, that's a that's a that's a sent May 26, 2016 from John S. Flynn EOP um, to Robert L. Peters, Biden's alias CC Hunter Biden, boss. 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 Prep for 9 a.m. phone call with President Poroshenko. C.C. Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden is included on the prep for Joe Biden to talk with the president of Ukraine. Now, the question that this investigation, Mm -hmm. this House inquiry has to settle Mm -hmm. is why did this John S. Flynn know to send it to Joe Biden's burner? And CC Hunter Biden. Was there a standing order for any issue dealing with Ukraine? Automatically CC Hunter Biden and send it to one of my burners. If that was a if that was a instruction, which you have to think it is, because you're not seeing Hunter Biden CC'd on official emails mm-hmm. to Biden mm-hmm. at WhiteHouse.gov. If that's an order, if that's an instruction, then that speaks to that speaks to a conspiracy to evade public scrutiny it speaks to mm-hmm. a cover-up and it speaks to knowledge that what they're doing is wrong and that mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be because like the reason that this happens is so you can't just search joe biden give me all of joe biden's emails and find this like mm-hmm. you actually have to look really hard mm-hmm. right and if you search by hunter biden if you do a FOIA for hunter biden they come back and say hunter biden's not a government official he has the right to privacy sorry you're not getting it so you Same need with Robert to know, L. Peters. 
you need to know that the burner exists in order to find this. There was there was a case, I believe it was in uh, Michigan, where there's a Michigan uh, government official who was sending emails, I believe using Greek letters, and there was a whole cipher for how to basically translate from the Greek. Basically, he's just typing yeah. on the keyboard, but in Greek mode. So yeah. you have to then translate it. But he was doing that so that you couldn't then have a public records request and find what he was saying unless you knew to search by those Greek characters. And sure. it wasn't like you couldn't put it into Google Translate. It was gibberish because he was just typing with English, an English keyboard, the corresponding yeah. letters, Greek letters, if he turned on Greek mode. This is that kind of level of, shade, uh, of shadiness. And yeah. it, it is obvious that this is done to evade detection, to cover up the connection. And if there is a standing order, if there's any instruction to use a, an alias and when Hunter Biden is CC'd, I mean, th this, this should be classified. It should be like, because all of the president's communications are classified. I yeah. mean, we learned that even the secretary of state, because I, I think that even happened when uh, Clinton, she did, she did her own brew server, right? Yeah. So one, is there a new set of crimes there that he could be prosecuted for because he's using a private quote unquote server email to do that? But I mean, if this doesn't smell like trying to evade somebody seeing what you're doing, I don't know what is. And the problem if is I, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So, we, so what else they, is they out found, there? They found some of his aliases. But as soon as you have someone who's willing to break the law and conduct official business on unofficial email servers, right, to avoid public scrutiny and records requests. How do we know he didn't have other email accounts? How do we know that he wasn't conducting business in another way? Um, mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know. So we have the evidence that we have, but this speaks to a conspiracy to conduct this business mm -hmm. in a way that wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. But not be under scrutiny and not have a permanent record associated with and not have a government record. I mean, it, it it's like you're trying to hide evidence. Yeah. Or at least your actions, which, why, what do you have to hide? And that brings in another legal concept of uh, spoliation of evidence. If mm. you fear that there is a prosecution coming, usually this is talking about like you've been indicted or you know an indictment's coming. But if you've deliberately destroyed evidence, so that it cannot be used against you. Typically in court, that evidence is assumed to have hurt you. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, if you get a notification that you're under investigation, and all of a sudden you burn your entire safe, well, the government can then go into court and say, well, he knew he was under investigation. He knew that this could come back and hurt him, so he burned it. I want the court to assume that the contents of that case would have helped the government's case. Mm -hmm. Like, and, the, and the way it works is, that's how that's how the that's how evidence works in court. If you just destroy the evidence, the court is allowed to presumed presume that it would have hurt you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that concept comes into play here, but we need, to, we need to get all the evidence first, build the case, and you got you got to put the screws to Hunter Biden all the way. At, at some point, he'll buckle. Oh he yeah, won't he, he won't buckle if you if you hit him with pretrial diversion. Uh -uh. You hit him with serious charges and someone's going to start singing. Someone down the line is going to start saying something they knew. And I know this subject is hitting people because we have more comments in our little comment section than I've ever seen before. And we must be touching the right buttons. Yeah, people are getting banned. 
People get banned yeah. for for slurs, and I, yeah. I I have a very loose auto moderator, so yeah. whatever they're doing is. Oh, it's me. I went through and I was just sitting oh, there going, oh, buddy. Well, yeah. we've never seen this before. You know, what do you always say? When you're over the target, the flax the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. I, I, yeah. And I, I think I think the Bidens are scared about this. I think the Democratic Party is scared about this. I think just regular Democrat followers are worried that, you know, all this holier-than-thou stuff that they've been preaching for so long just isn't as real or as true as they're saying. And that there's real concerns about whether the, the future of the Democratic Party is is it's going to, to happen, right? I mean, you're talking about proven liars on the Bidens. You know, Biden has lied about just about everything, I think, when it comes to this and to COVID. You, you, you've got donors who are saying, I don't want to donate to something like this. I mean, you're, you start going after the money, the purses, yeah. the people. And then if there really is a large crime that does get prosecuted from this, how do you, how do you come back from that? You just can't walk back from, you know, I mean, we thought Nixon did some horrible things. This is Nixon. This is Watergate on not just steroids, yeah. but like super soldier serum. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I've never yeah. seen how awful it is. And yeah, this is hydra. It's real. This is hydra. It's this hydra. This is hydra, dude. Oh yeah. How many heads are going to get cut off in yeah. this thing? But I think on this one, once once Hunter Biden starts getting hung out to dry, and he will, and he is, uh, someone's going to have to squeal. It's either going to be him or somebody close. And when that happens, we're talking about the president of the United States, the vice president of the United States yeah. at the time, trying to enrich themselves and their families. And allegedly. you mentioned it. You mentioned it that when I was when we were with Conservative Daily, one of the one of the little sound bites that played in the intro from me was like the flat as you just said the flak is heaviest when you're above the target about to open the bombay doors that's how you know that you're mm -hmm. on target donald trump was impeached for simply identifying that biden probably did something wrong and asking government to look into it yeah the mere mention from trump that's saying hey Let's hold off on the, this aid. Let's make sure that there's no funny business here. Let's investigate this. They impeached him for that. The entire Democrat establishment came out against Donald Trump and tried to remove him from office because he was over the target opening the bomb bay doors. Mm -hmm. He's about to expose the horrible underbelly, and they are now pulling out every single stop to try to get rid of him. Everyone. Wait, who was it? Uh, we were talking about um, the guy from Fox that was let go. Um, I forget him. Tucker Carlson, right? He kind of had that, you know, that the progression, right? If if you impeach him and it doesn't work, great. If you try to, you know, sit there and, and prosecute him and it doesn't work, you know, you're going to try something else. And eventually it gets to that point where you just have to get rid of the person, you know? And that's that's where we're at with people going after Trump right now. They They... They they want him gone at all means necessary because they know if he gets back in now, if he gets back in, imagine the kind of of quote unquote shit storm that yeah. is going to hit the Dems. I mean, it's going to be oh, yeah. a he he will go scorched earth because now he he feels slighted, right? And yeah. Trump, if you're not loyal to him, he he either doesn't like you or he'll go after you. And if he feels slighted by you, well, he's he's going to unleash the power of the presidency to come after you. And that's really where the fear sits right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the saying. If you're going to take a shot, you better kill him. Better kill him. Because if you don't, if you don't shoot to kill, and he gets up, you're done. Oh yeah, it's over. Um, and I hope he and, does. I hope he does. Obviously, obviously, we hope he does. And Trump's new campaign message is "Elect me for retribution against government," and it's re it's resonating. It is resonating, and the left is is screaming and wailing, "How dare you!" 
but uh, it is certainly resonating. Well, we're a little bit over. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up for the day? Uh, yeah, I just I, I love it when the trolls start showing up. Uh, they feed us. Yeah, uh, we love it when your tears come out. We 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 know that most of you are are are, are usually plants or just people. I mean, you just you you have no no real um, argument on this stuff. You, you you can't look at this evidence and not say that this doesn't happen. So it, it makes me happy. It makes me feel good to know that we're starting to say the right things. Yeah, no, no, this is, a, this is an episode covering the evidence. We just laid out the evidence. Like, mm-hmm. like if, if you walk into a grand jury with this evidence, you get an indictment. Oh like, yeah. A hundred percent. Like you could walk into a grand jury with less than this evidence and you get an indictment. Um, yeah. So the trolls are going to troll, I guess. I like but, it. Uh, again, we're right over the target. That's how you know. And if you are going to troll, at least try to be a little smarter about it. You know, don't don't show your intellectual dishonesty with the kind of things you're already saying. Try try something that's funny. You know, if you're going to insult this, throw in a little humor. We love the laughs. Oh yeah, because no, when this I, thing I, is over, we just we just talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're not that creative, so you can't you can't draw water from a rock. That's good show today, a- man. Good show. That's going to be it for this edition of the Right Guys Podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe. We went live on audio. We went live on uh, YouTube, on Rumble. I went live on my personal Twitter. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you haven't already, check us out on audio. Um, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, Amazon. All those links are in the description, Audible. Check them out. Please do subscribe. Helps us prove these numbers as we uh, want to grow the show and get advertisers. That's going to be it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country, not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. See you soon.